0: Money FM 89.3 Best of the Breakfast Huddle The bigger picture with Ryan Juan
1: Money FM 89.3, The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish, and Ryan Huang. Time now for the bigger picture, where uh, this annual event that happens this time of the year is taking place this week. And, you know, there's, there's just so much to discuss about it. Yeah, the FinTech Festival, the Singapore FinTech Festival, now underway. A few themes have already emerged from the panel discussions. You would have been reading about them, hearing about them on Money FM as well. And among them, the idea of Web 3.0 and how that's revolutionizing the financial industry right ryan yeah i love all these buzzwords coming up and of course crypto is a big growth area that many banks are looking to these days and also one of these buzzwords esg and that's where the mas is looking at using data to tackle greenwashing. so let's get into the bigger picture of gary dugan he's the ceo of the global cio office morning gary how are you doing today Good morning. Very well, thank you. Hey Gary, thanks for helping us to break down some of these themes emerging from the conversations that you've been hearing from the Singapore FinTech Festival. And one of the buzzwords coming up is Web 3.0. It's also known as a bit of a decentralised web. Help us to make sense of what this
0: means for the financial industry. How is this changing the way people and banks do things? Yeah, I think it's important, very important for the financial services industry. If you think of it in recent years, that you know, the only way you could buy a financial product was through one of the very established financial companies, typically through a network that was very, very controlling. Web 3.0 will basically give you almost anyone an opportunity to lend money to someone else, to borrow money off someone else, to do a financial transaction of someone else mm. without the need use necessarily established name or it'll be one of the brand new names using something like web 3.0
1: yeah so a bit of a peer-to-peer system or decentralized system that we can look forward to in the future so how should investors position themselves around this trend Gary
0: Yeah, well, to be honest it's very difficult because much of the excitement of this theme is happening in the venture capital and private equity space where a number of companies are being established they're often very small they're often quite frankly quite risky investments in the early stages so I think to be honest most people will only be able to enjoy what these companies create it'll only come in the next uh, four or five years that these companies get at such a scale that they'll be on a stock market where you'll be able to buy the shares
1: with this perhaps play into the concept of a metaverse where you've got people being connected to one another and just being able to do things among themselves exactly and this is what the
0: web 3.0 plus the companies that have been formed today they're basically bringing people together so that you don't have to go into a, say a conventional financial institution in order to for example find an insurance policy you'll be able to find it on a peer-to-peer basis and i think a lot more that the solutions will match exactly what you need rather than the package versions that you get today
1: yeah talking about crypto that's one of the areas that might play into the metaverse as well we've seen how a lot of major banks in the early days, you now just shunning it. And now they are changing their tune, just going on board this bandwagon of cryptocurrencies. What's your take on where this is going and what are investors doing in terms of you know, demanding exposure? How do they get exposed to this rising crypto trend?
0: yeah no it's a good question i think quite frankly that you know when i look at our clients our clients are much more demanding of this i call it an asset class now to invest in and the industry is not really responded part of the problem is it's so young so if you typically by a mutual fund, you've normally got an investment manager who's got 10 to 15 years experience in that asset. Of course, crypto, quite frankly, have not really been around for 10 to 15 Mm. years. So finding experienced managers will take time. But at this point, this is a serious asset class, And I think a lot of the incumbent financial institutions are really just catching up with it.
1: Yeah, talking about catching up, one of the big themes around these days is ESG. And it has become so popular that it has started to spur talk about greenwashing where you've got products just being labeled as greener or more sustainable but it really isn't so and this is where the MS is coming in to say hey we need to take a look at this and they are turning to data regulations to try to tackle greenwashing. Gary how do you address this greenwashing issue when it comes to helping investors make sure they are exposed to the right ESG stocks?
0: We're really pleased that the MAS is going to get engaged on this particular topic because it's very very important. A lot of people are just applying a Companies are just saying, by the way, we want that ESG label. We want people to buy us because we want to make it look as if we're green when in reality they're not. So now there are ways of finding out whether a company is greenwashing. It needs a kind of labeling. So it needs a much stronger regulation of the manner in which companies can present themselves or funds can present themselves. So I think there'll be a standard that emerges in the industry, and it's so important because we don't want greenwashing. We want, you know, green change for the better.
1: Gary, another interesting word or buzzword that's come up is whackflation. And this is around (laughs) how prices have just jumped up and then dramatically fall. What's your take on where things are going when you look at the upcoming inflation data coming through from China and the US in the coming days? Where are we going in terms of prices and how this might trickle down to businesses?
0: I kind of accept there's been a whack inflation, so we've had exaggerated movements in commodity prices, and then they settled back. Some of the bottlenecks uh, dropped down. But on on an underlying basis, the world has never faced such a, I call it a threat or a normalization of inflation in the last 20 years. There's a meaningful increase in normal inflation going on. We can see that whether you buy a cup of coffee or you're buying some goods in a shop or services. And the reason it's coming through is there's more wage inflation around than we've seen possibly again for a couple of decades. So I think there are some strong underlying trends to believe that the world's facing an inflation rate not zero to minus, but a number perhaps closer to 2 or 3% going forward.
1: Yeah, Gary, definitely a lot of optimism these days in the markets. We are seeing record highs on Wall Street, partly because of the COVID-19 advancements in terms of treatment. There's a pill now, and also the talk about a VTL that's coming up with malaysia and finland as well as sweden so you've got of borders opening up what does this mean for markets down the road are we setting up ourselves for a bit of a christmas rally winner?
0: i think certainly asia has been left behind a lot both in terms of the way it's been able to reopen and also in terms of the markets it's hardly provided any return year to date as it opens it will get the benefits that the rest of the world have seen of better reports from companies, upgrades to corporate profits, and a better stock market. So hopefully a Christmas present come early.
1: (laughs) All right, we'll be looking out for that, Gary. We've been chatting with Gary Dugan. He's the CEO of the Global CIO Office, helping us out with the bigger picture. Gary, thanks for your time today.
0: Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.